Welcome to Revive and Thriveology. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing everything I've learned as an entrepreneur. Hope to save you a little time and a little headache. Welcome to Revive and Thriveology. I help women transform their lives by harmonizing their living space through holistic home practices. I'm your host, Lisa Morton. Welcome to Revive and Thriveology. I'm your host, Lisa Morton. And in today's episode, this solo episode, I'm going to be sharing with you everything I've learned as an entrepreneur. So I've been doing this for a long time. And I'll admit, I've done things probably the hard way, the wrong way. And I've kind of had to learn and go. And Yes, that's part of being an entrepreneur, but if I can save you some headache, I'd love to. So keep listening as I go through my tips and my information of what I've learned as an entrepreneur. So I'll start this with saying that everyone's journey is going to be totally different. And mine is specifically in the field of interior design. Uh, Most of these things will apply to you, but just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, And this is also perfect whether you're starting a business, maybe you're leaving your job in two weeks to start your dream bakery or sell wedding gowns, or maybe you're going to start a side hustle of selling something on Etsy. Maybe you're creative. And I just hope that you find support in these tips and advice. Um, If I could say, again, save you a headache, (laughs) I want to. (laughs) So let's dive in. So I've been Gosh, I started my first business in 2010. So I've been doing my own thing ever since. And there's been ups and downs, especially in my field of work. It's feast or famine. So it's all about finding balance in your life. And I've really had to employ feng shui. So if you don't typically employ feng shui in your work and you're just kind of listening for more as you're an entrepreneur or a budding entrepreneur, then go back to episode two and listen to my top uh, top 10 tips. I explain my top 10 feng shui tips. Those will help you set up your space for success. So let's dive in. So my first tip for you is my mantra that I live by with my office, right? I have it on my cork board, printed out really big, and it's simple. It's one foot in front of the other. My husband always says this, and it's what I need. So my husband is this super businessy, analytical. I mean, his undergrad was like finance and accounting. So you can imagine he loves spreadsheets and all that, right? And here I am, this creative person and this dreamer. And I'll get into a project sometime and I'm that person I get frozen. And so he'll always remind me one foot in front of the other. Like I can just hear him say it, right? Sometimes I'll even call him and I'll be like, I'm having a rough day, just so many things to do. And he says it, one foot in front of the other. And that's truly what you have to do. If you're a more creative person like I am, you really need to hone in on a mantra that will help keep you balanced and functioning in step one, two, three, four, five through the process. Because that really is. I know a lot of people get frozen just with trying to set up the business. I mean, that alone is overwhelming. Do you, you know, what type of business do you set up? How, you know, do you contact a lawyer for this or that? Or what about your accountant? And I mean, it's so involved. So here's what I think for setting up your business. And it really involves that one foot in front of the other. I remember getting on the state website and all these 50 different things to do when really... The better thing would be to create a list, find out what you need to do, 
what your state requires, what type of business you want to set up. Contact your lawyer, contact your accountant, set up a bank account, get all these things, write out a list of the maybe 20 different things. Also check in to see if your particular state needs a specific license, a resale certificate if you're going to resell anything. There's a lot. So just do research, make notes of what you need, and then just do one step and then the next. And there are a lot of people out there who have done this many times, my husband included. So <laughs> he's so helpful to me. Um, so reach out to your friends. Your, people are happy to help. They're excited that you're starting a business, okay? So one foot in front of the other. My next tip is take every opportunity you can, okay? So take every opportunity that comes your way, even if you're like, eh, I don't know if that's really going to help me because you never know. One of my biggest projects that I ever did, I got because I was invited to speak at the public library in this small town in Ohio. They reached out. It was, you know, 30, 40 minutes on past where I lived. I never had clients there, but I'm like, you know what? I like to do public speaking. I like to share about design. And I was actually sharing about design trends at the time. I'm like, okay, I'll go do it. Why not? You know, it's just, it's getting, maybe they'll know someone or who knows. So I spoke at this public library. I think there was like 10 people there. And two years later, I received a phone call from a woman. I went to her home for the consultation. She had attended that class that I taught and kept the notes. She had pages of notes, had held onto my business card for two years. And that turned out to be my biggest project I've ever done. We got it. We took apart the entire house. And let me tell you, they were the nicest people in the world. She was a retired what is it, home ec, or now it's family and consumer science teacher. And we'd show up at her house, like the whole crew would show up and she'd make cupcakes and <laughs> they'd serve us lunch. And it was just, I, I mean, outrageous. They were the kindest people. And it was one of the most wonderful jobs I've ever had. So take every opportunity, even if it doesn't seem right, seem, you know, maybe that might bring great results, give it a go because you don't know, right? The next tip kind of goes the other way. Not everyone is going to be for you. So here's where I have really had to learn to trust my gut. Trust your gut. If something is saying not everybody's for you, that's okay. You don't have to take on every project, work with every client that comes your way. You might just not be a personality match, okay? I always like to do a free consultation for my client to get to meet me as well as for me to make sure that we're going to mesh, right? You want a successful project. You want your personalities to work together, and maybe they don't, and that's okay. So just because you have someone, you're like, I don't know, I'm really nervous about this job. I just don't think our personalities, our styles, our interests, whatever your approach to things, whatever you're working on, just because it doesn't align doesn't mean, you know, you don't have to take that take every job that comes your way. Take those ones that, again, if there's an opportunity, go for it. But if your gut's saying, eh, right, listen to your gut. And that might even, you know, take a few minutes of meditation and sit with it. Sit with the job, sit with the, the client, sit with the project, whatever you're working on, and see how your gut feels because your gut always knows. 
I've learned that one the hard way. We'll say that. <laughs> um, and and one other thing too, I wanted to mention is that by by saying no to certain clients, that will make more space for the right clients to come your way. Energetically, you will align those correct clients with you. Those clients that that will love to work with you. You know, if you're busy working with somebody that it's not meshing and it's not working well, when you could be working with another client who's happy and you're having a great successful project. So think about that. All right, next is advertising. And again, this is just me in my field of interior design. And yes, my work has morphed and shifted quite a bit over the past 13 years of having my business. But in my experience, ads are not that beneficial for me. I found whenever I advertised on a website or with real estate agents or wherever, I did not get great clients. In fact, those were the jobs that maybe I had to go hunting down funds that they owed me. I mean, you know, I, I the projects that did not go well. So lesson learned on my part, no advertising. My advertising is going out and meeting people. I used to go, when I first started my business, we were living in Willoughby, Ohio at the time. And I made myself go to two to three networking meetings every single week. And I know they are not fun. They're, they're fun, but then there's a point you're like, oh, this is exhausting. Trying to meet people, standing up in front of everybody. Hi, I'm Lisa. Please hire me. <laughs> It just can be draining. But I met some great people at those events. And it, while it might not have brought me work immediately, my name got out. They started keeping my business cards and they were excited to share about me and my work. And I did the same for them. I made so many great connections. So many great connections. So do not, don't think that like ads are it. Go out, share your personality, share your interest, dress the way you work on your projects or, you know, or have a, have a, I know business cards are kind of fading out, but maybe a, a flyer or something you want to give to, to everyone in that network, networking meeting that they can take home with some tips and they can employ, you know, those tips in their own space or on their own life. I mean, maybe you're an accountant and you have a couple accounting tips for someone, right? And have a little, you know, your personality on the flyer. Just, just a quick idea. So again, I'm not a fan of ads. <laughs> All right. So here's my next one. It's kind of big. It was big for me. It was a big hurdle for me to get through. <clears throat> so my next one is you deserve to get paid. And I know some people might be like, what? Of course you need to get paid for your work. Girl, what are you thinking? But it's easy when you love what you do so much that you would do it every day for free for everybody. I mean, that's the way I've always felt. I love my work. I love waking up in the morning, getting to do what I do. I want to help everybody. I want to make everybody feel better in their spaces. And so it came to this point when I was like sending my invoices out to all my clients. And I will say there's a great, when you can get to a point of like hiring a bookkeeper or somebody to help you, oh, it makes life easier. But when you're doing it all, 
you know, especially at the beginning, it can be hard. And I used to get my invoices ready and I'd get them all done. And then the night before I'd send them out, I'd go back through and I'd shave $10 off this invoice and $20 off this invoice. When these invoices were, you know, we were doing, this was back when I was doing traditional interior design. We were remodeling kitchens. We were ordering tons of furniture, remodeling rooms and bathrooms and doing all this stuff, right? So they were higher ticket projects, higher ticket items and everything. And I still felt bad. And I was shaving 10 and $20 off. And then I had a mentor. I was talking to her about this issue. I'm like, I have such guilt. I'm sick to my belly when I send my invoices out. And she's like, well, you know, you need to find something else to do to, to make you feel better about this. So we talked about a few different options. And what I came up with was donating. So she encouraged me to donate some of the funds from my my income every month to a local charity. And that's what I did. So every month, I did this for like six months. Every month, I would donate to a different local charity. And sometimes, you know, again, feast or famine. Sometimes it was great. Other times it wasn't so great. And, you know, I always defaulted to the dog, the animal shelters, just being an animal lover. But <laughs> it, it was really good. I did it for about six months. But then I'm just, I was like, this isn't it. There's something else. I'm not feeling it in my heart quite yet. So I found a charity where they take children who are sick and at home, but very ill and remodel their bedrooms and make them magical. And so I got involved with this charity and donated my time. So I donated much, quite a bit of funds, but also most of it was my time. I, you know, we recreated these spaces for these children top to bottom left to right every nook and cranny was made very special for these children so i i basically project managed and then i would get all of my my contractors my painters to donate their time and it was an amazing fulfilling project every single time i remember one time we did a little boy's room and this boy loved fire trucks so much that the day we were doing the biggest part of the project right we had all the contractors there I was there all these volunteers putting together furniture pieces all this stuff right and we called the local fire station and had them bring a truck by and they're honking the horn and you know hanging out in front of the house and the whole family was there I mean like goosebumps right it was just a really great moment and great experience so if you're struggling with income and and bring you know sending out those invoices and billing your clients Find a way to fill your heart to make up for that because we need that exchange, right? It's a financial exchange, but it's really an energetic exchange. So by you not requesting those funds from that client for your work, you're you're messing up with that energetic exchange. And as you keep that going, then you'll get more clients and more people paying you and more in and out. And it's just a steady flow of energy. All right. My next tip is be true to who you are and be authentic. I know it's easy to see these successful people and want to look like them, want to be like them. Maybe, hey, I mean, be inspired by them. I have so many great people that really inspire me and keep me grounded and keep me focused and find those people. But remember to stay true to who you are work on those things that really light you up. I mean, I did traditional design for many years and 
And it was fun, but I knew I wanted more. So I morphed and found my path. And that's where I will kind of always stay. I love this holistic. I love the nature. I love the plants. I love the textures and all the natural materials. And if that's not your thing, that is okay. All right. I'll recommend you to another designer who would love to go a different route with you. My next one is find balance. So I kind of mentioned this at the beginning. This is a hard one. Okay, check out those. Episode two, my top feng shui tips. This will help you set up your space for success. But you really need to find balance. Find balance in your life because it's hard. Again, when you love what you do, you want to work all day every day, right? It's 10, I'm not a TV watcher, so late at night, like, oh, I'm just going to go sit in my office. Next thing you know, I haven't seen my husband in like two days because I've just been working. It's important to find balance, set up a schedule, set up a schedule for when you're working. And of course, that's going to shift and everything, but set up a schedule of, so a plan, right? Set up your plan. So you have your days you're in your office, maybe days you're on the road, maybe you know, times with the team or with, you know, I used to do a scheduled coffee date once a week with two other small business owners. And we would kind of talk about issues, set up something like that, find people to support you, find people to connect with. And remember, if you're working from home by yourself to get social, because it's easy to stay in that bubble. For me, I love yoga. I teach yoga. And that's my way to get out and be social with people. Yeah, I'm teaching a yoga class, but we're social before we're social after at events. um, And you need that time. So don't just hole up in your office by yourself all the time and not connect with other people because it's so important. And my last tip for you is take that first step. Take that first step. I know it is really scary and it can seem like a huge hurdle don't worry about the perfectionist I'm I will forever be a recovering perfectionist but you got to get past that find those things that you can be perfect on those little things like my my pencil holder and pen holder is beautiful it's arranged beautifully but then I have to let other things in my life go pick those couple things you can be really detailed really perfectionist about and just dive in. You might have uh, an offering on your website for digital, I don't know, something or other, and it may not be perfect, but put it out there. You can always refine it and do it again. And every time it's just going to get better and better. And you're going to have a new updated version of this offering to give to your clients, to share ourselves to your clients. So these are just my my tips and advice from my experience. Again, I've done this for a long time. I started my first business in 2010 and I remember being terrified. Again, my husband's just like, eh, he's had multiple businesses over the years. I mean, this guy is just like, it's just step one, two, three. And so it's really fascinating to see that analytical mind and the creative mind. So maybe you need to find that analytical mind to support you. Maybe if you're more analytical, find someone who's creative you can throw ideas off of. So find those people. Stay balanced. Wow. I hope this helps you. I've learned so much. I've done things the wrong way. I've done things the hard way. But I'm at this point where I'm so fulfilled. And I hope you find that. 
If I can support you in any way, please let me know. Please ask questions. If you're starting a business, you want to connect, let me know. I'd love to help you set up your space and set up your home office. Head on over to my website, sign up for my top 10 tips if you didn't listen to the episode. And thanks everyone for watching. I will see you on our next episode. I'd like to thank our production company, Caraggio Media, the WELT 95.7 Studios, and our sponsor, Good G. For more information, follow the link in the show notes. Be sure to hit like, hit the subscribe button, and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, find us on Facebook, and be sure to let me know what topics you'd like to hear about. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.